listening to Package Your Genius, a conversation designed to give you clarity on your calling and serve as a catalyst for your career. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. How's it going, Genius Tribe? Well, today it is mid. We're creeping up on Valentine's Day in my world. And it is mid-February. The new year is officially in our rear view mirror. So how are you doing with your resolutions? Are you still on track? Are you still pacing towards the big, hairy, audacious goals that you set for yourself in 2019? Or have you, like so many people, already fallen off a little bit? It's totally okay, totally expected, totally normal, which I think is why so many people who go to the gym are looking forward to February and March when all of the New Year's resolution people's self-included will fall away. But I'm not falling away. I have a trainer and I'm meeting with him and accountability is something that's helping to keep me on track, at least in the fitness regard. But honestly, when it comes to resolutions, I stopped making quote unquote resolutions, New Year's resolutions some time ago and focused more on setting goals for myself, setting specific goals that I want to push myself to reach in the coming year. So as I mentioned a few episodes on the podcast, one of my new goals for my business is to earn $1 million in the span of a year. And so to do that, I know I need additional revenue streams or at least different revenue streams and different services that can help me serve more people or serve them in a deeper way. Um, So one of the things that I am doing and I'm really excited about is I'm relaunching PR services. So I'm relaunching a PR agency through Package Your Genius. And for those of you who have followed me for a few years, you may remember that I used to do PR. That used to be how I earned my living. And I had a company called Mopwater Social PR. Don't ask me about the name. I'm still honestly not really sure what it meant. (laughs) But um, that was the name. And I worked with a number of companies, small businesses, organizations, corporations, individuals. And I kind of found myself burnt out on providing PR services to larger organizations because essentially as a PR consultant, you come in and assess the problem and are given a list of tasks or a list of objectives or goals to reach and then it's on you to make that happen. So mainly land media placements for the clients and, you know, hustle and work your relationships to make it happen, which is fun and it's great to get those hits. But I was really yearning for and missing a more collaborative working relationship and experience with my clients. And I found that doing PR in the way I was doing it before 
drained me. And so, as you know, I'm really big on following your energy and looking what looking at what energizes you as well as what drains you in order to see your patterns and see what you should be focusing on and some of the things that you may need to let go of. So I remember pulling away from PR because um, it drained me. It did energize me in some ways, but it depleted me in others. And even though I missed the thrill of helping my clients land media engagements, even though I do that in the academy now, but kind of on a on an abbreviated basis, media outreach is one of the lessons that we cover, but that's not what the whole program is about. But I did miss it. I missed the thrill of the PR chase. And so I have finally figured out a way to offer PR in a way that works for me. So I am reintroducing agency services through Package Your Genius for individuals, specifically for experts, thought leaders, service-based business owners who have a personal brand that they are trying to um, get in front of media on a consistent basis. So you're looking to land one or two media placements each month for your personal brand where you get to share your expertise or be profiled in order to get in front of the clients that you need, get in front of boards that may want to have you, you know, on sit on a seat on their, on their boards, get in front of um, publishers who may want to offer you a book deal, event attendees who may want to come to your program, readers who may want to buy and read your books. Basically, if you feel like media is the next step to help you reach a much broader and wider audience than you're currently reaching through your own social media or your own um, professional network, this may be a service that you may be interested in. I'm excited. Like, I have not been this excited about something probably since the Academy. So that should tell you something. I love that Academy. But this is going to be fun. This is going to be for a small group of agency clients. We're going to go deep, but we are going to get placements. We're going to get media. We're going to do PR on a consistent basis um, for the year. So if you're interested in that and that speaks to you and it's something that you have been thinking about but weren't really sure how to go about finding a publicist or a PR agency that represents people um, shoot us a note you can actually reach out to crystal on my team and that's crystal at pygacademy.com crystal c-r-y-s-t-a-l at pygacademy.com and put PR in your subject line so we know you're interested in the agency but today we are talking with Kimmy Walker, who's going to be sharing with us, how do we make our goals stick? So if you're one of the people who set some resolutions at the beginning of the year and you've already found yourself veering away and not being consistent and, you know, you can already see the writing on the wall that maybe you won't reach those goals, Kimmy is going to talk about the key ingredients 
for making our habits stick and making our goals stick so that we can see our goals through and not give up on ourselves, which is so important, especially for those of us who are embarking on building a personal brand. Uh, And it's something that's new for us. And we have typically been in the background with our heads down. Kimmy knows all about that. She stepped out and um, put herself out there in a new way a couple of years ago. So she can completely relate to the feeling of um, not necessarily wanting to be visible, but knowing that you need support in order to make that happen. So she's going to share her story as well as tips for you on how you can make your goals stick this year. Enjoy our conversation. Welcome back to Package Your Genius. I am excited to have today as my guest on the show, Kimmy Walker, who is an expert on early accountability. She's an educator, a psychologist, and someone who has really um, learned what it takes to make new actions stick. And I thought it would be a great idea to have Kimmy on this time of year as we are navigating our New Year's resolutions. Some of those resolutions may have stuck. Some of those may have already fallen away. And if that is familiar to you and you're wondering and beating yourself up about the goals that you have for the year that aren't happening, I'm hoping that Kimmy can show us the way to really get into some good routines and some good habits so that we can achieve our biggest goals this year. So welcome, Kimmy, to Package Your Genius. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. (laughs) So I kind of told, I gave, I spilled the beans and told people that you are going to share some tips on early accountability. But before we dive into how we can make our, our goals stick this year, tell us a little bit about you and what you've done professionally. One come to early accountability as a coaching uh, niche or discipline. So I think um, a big part of me as far as like goals and behavior change really started with my own personal journey and lifestyle change. So when I was in college, I had went on to lose over 100 pounds on my own in a a little bit over a year, uh, under a year. Uh, And that kind of set a kind of a foundation for me. I from that point, I really wanted to learn more about um, like weight loss and health and wellness and making such a drastic change like that. Um, because so many people kept asking me questions about it because you really like completely changing your lifestyle. Um, I was already a psychology major, went on to become a school psychologist, professionally worked in the health and wellness field in women's health and just general wellness uh, at the university level. And it really gave me a niche for wanting to help people implement changes or positive habits for themselves. Like you said, and make sure that they stick, that become lifestyle, that they can become part of them. Uh, So behavior change has become 
one of my niches, even as a school psychologist, people kind of come to me when we're having like behavior problems with kiddos, because that's just something I think I kind of have a, a niche or an eye for um, of how to really start and create habits that have a lasting change, but that work for the individual people. So what works for me, it may not be the best for the next person. So really understanding your own personal style and how you can apply those techniques and changes into your own life. That's amazing. So you work as a coach now and you have programs and online communities where you support primarily women through the early stages of behavior change. But you mentioned something that I think is really interesting in your work in education, working with kids. So how does that work? What type of things um, does a school psychologist or a psychologist working in education have to kind of navigate from the perspective of helping kids, um, yeah, I guess, change their behavior? So as a school psychologist, I primarily function in the role um, I do a lot of psychoeducational evaluations or psychological evaluations to see if students would qualify for special services or special education. Um, the vast majority of what I'm dealing with is students who are who are having difficulty uh, functioning uh, academically or as far as their general performance in the classroom. So that can be anything. So that could be a, a learning disability, so difficulties in, in reading, writing, or math, or um, it could be orthopedic impairment, it could be intellectual disability, it could be ADHD or any other medical issue that's causing a student difficulties performing in the classroom like their typical peer. So what we come in and do first is make recommendations on how the general education professionals might be able to tweak some things and put in different supports to help the students at that base level that may be having difficulties performing their best or their best may look different than the average student in the classroom. So it kind of already starts there. We're already going in with students that might not be what we say responding well to our general interventions. And so we put in some more intensive tweaked uh, interventions that may help them. And those students that still don't respond to that, then we're going to come in and put in things that are even more intensive and try to do different tweaks and more intensive things um, that might be modified for that student. So it really is kind of goes to that global thing that everything may not work for everyone. And when it doesn't, we kind of have to put on a different thinking cap and look at it from a different angle and see what we can do to help that student be their best. And their best may look different from the next person. And as you were sharing how you help students, I immediately started thinking about, wow, that sounds like there are probably um, tons of applications or parallels in that work that you're doing with children in engineering their environment and engineering a new response to how you help them learn with adults, right? Like you think about, okay, if I can't lose weight, but everyone else around me is losing weight. What do I need to change in my environment? What do I need to change about right. how I'm approaching this? And how do I personalize this to be able to see results? Like, is it related? Is it kind of the same thing? I think it is. I feel like I have um, the same hat on whether I'm doing uh 
to the certain extent, I feel like I have the same head on when I'm being a school psychologist as I do when I'm doing early accountability coaching, whether I'm coaching someone in the in the wellness perspective or I'm coaching someone to help them launch their business and website like they said they've been wanting to do for months. Same thing. We're really trying to tweak and make that work for that person and their lifestyle, knowing that it may look different for different people. So you say that you help individuals and even organizations identify barriers and create plans so that they can have a success in that fragile early stage. What are some of the barriers or the most common barriers that you see when you're working with, um, let's say, you know, new entrepreneurs or women mm-hmm. needing to lose weight, like we mentioned before? Um. A couple of things. One is knowing what you need to do and just not doing it. Right. (laughs) Implementation. Um, I think I say that with weight all the time. Everybody knows how to lose weight, you know, eat less, move more. It's all that discipling when you know (laughs) (laughs) and you just don't do it. (laughs) Doctors right here all the time, like, you know what you need to do, you're just not doing it. Um, Another big one. Um, I would say from the entrepreneur side or organizations is just not knowing where to get started. Like, I know I want this project launch. I know I want to do all of this, but just not knowing all the ins and outs of some of the technicalities. So some of those things I've just done before. So I know some ways to kind of streamline them or make them efficient for people, Mm -hmm. but also kind of giving them the guidance and really that mindset support when things start to get difficult or complicated or when you come into barriers because they're going to happen, you're going to have hurdles. So just being able to remain consistent with that as you navigate them. As a psychologist, you know, why do you think some people are really good at coming up with a goal or an idea or a dream or a project that they want to go after and they go after it, whereas some people you know, it seems like they're always starting something new and never really finishing it, never seeing it through. Like, is it a personality type that makes someone more predisposed to be a finisher? Or are these tools that we all can learn? I think there are some personality differences with people. Some people maybe have more of a fixated personality and want to do one thing and just see it through. Some may want to have multiple things going on. Um, Like I know myself, a lot of people used to call me a Jill of all trades, like, oh, you do just a lot of little little different things. Um, But I think both personality styles or any personality style can achieve. I think what may stop some people or hinder them from starting versus the one who just says they didn't do it might just be mindset and just kind of getting in our head a lot and having um, the negative outweigh the bad or what could go wrong stop us from even starting and trying or when things don't look the way we think they should right at the beginning, not being tenacious and really pushing through. Um, And I think that's where definitely things can get difficult and hard. And I think that's the benefit of, of having a coach or someone to help you through. Okay. So say I am a person who is always starting things, never finishing them. And I kind of come to you with this new thing I want to do. And I'm, I'm, I want things to be different this time. I'm a different me, a new me. This is a new year. I'm going to make it happen. Like, 
what do what are our first steps? What is the first thing that you want me to do when I come at you with this new big hairy audacious goal? Well, I always say what I call like taking a resolution to results and, or, and that's pretty much what you're doing, whether it's in January or December or in the middle of the year. The first thing you always have to do three steps. Step one, you always have to get clear on your goal and make sure that you actually know what you're working for. And we're not just aimlessly trying to to go through and figure it out as we go along. So really knowing what ticks you, what you're passionate about, what is the goal that you want to achieve, making sure it's a smart goal. What is it going to look like when you reach it? So, you know, you can make sure that you're very clear on what I'm working for. So like when I work even with 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 a lot of women with weight loss, we're not just going to say we want to lose weight. You know, we're going to we're going to have some specifics. Is it that you want to run a 5K? Is it that you want to lose 10 pounds? Is it that you want to go down a dress size? We're going to have something very specific that we have in place so that we know what we're working towards. And we're not just kind of aimlessly going. Um, That's funny. I was just about to ask you, how specific does the goal need to be? Because ironically, I I work I started working with a trainer um the other day and he asked me well what are your goals and I didn't have any (laughs) like I was like I mean I want to lose weight obviously but beyond that I don't know um and so you know how specific do we need to get I mean especially you having had such a um a life-changing weight loss journey right you were you know, going down the path of, of losing, initially losing your weight. Like how, how did you set goals? And and that's a big one. First, I, I knew, like we said, I wanted to lose weight and I learned a lot in that journey uh, mm-hmm. um, with vision planning and goal clarity. And so the next one is really kind of understanding, like we said, understanding your achievement style, knowing how you kind of procrastinate and mm-hmm. knowing the, the ways in which you execute. Now mm-hmm. I will say this, things shift and change. That's why we always have to check back in with ourselves. So what worked for me with maintaining my lifestyle um, when I started 10, 13 years ago, it it looks different for me now because I'm in a different place in life. Um, You have to set big goals for yourself. So let's say my goal was 100 pounds, but every month until I lost that, my goal was to lose eight to 10 pounds, which was healthy, a, a healthy amount of weight loss for me as a person. So I had things in place each month in that to help me reach it. So I still knew I wanted to lose eight to 10 pounds, but I also said, I want to go to six group exercise classes this month. Or when I hit my goal weight, then I had other things that I were working for that that still encouraged me to have a healthy lifestyle. So I always say, find something fun that you like to do with that. So then I trained for a half marathon because that gave me something that was going to take three to four months to train for. And it gave me something that I could actively do to keep me moving my lifestyle change. So it's completely fine to say, I just want to live healthier. I know I want to start working out three to four times a week just because I need to for my heart, but also have something that you can train for or work for, Uh, whether it's saying, I want to go to this class three times a week. I want to be with my trainer, but what do you want to see? Do you want to be able to start running more? Do you want to be able to start lifting more? Um, Do you want to be more flexible? You want to start getting in specific with that and have your bench line or your benchmark and knowing where you're at now so you can see the improvement because some things are not going to be reflected on the scale. That's why we have to have other 
forms of measurement. And that's not just with, with weight either. And I say that a lot in school. Sometimes it, it's not reflected in a grade. There's other things that we can look at with anybody performance-wise to make sure we're still seeing the fruits of our labor. Mm. Do you think that that can affect someone's performance if they don't see results quickly enough? You know, I know, like, especially with business or personal branding with what I help people with, if you don't see some traction pretty soon, it's easy to get distracted or demoralized and wonder, is this even working? And I think that's a big one, um, why support groups and things are so, so important because you really gain so much from being around people who are working on similar things as you. Um, One, you have the coach, but then you have the support. So when you're having that hurdle or that week when things didn't go so well, whether it's like with your weight or with your business, you went live and you feel like you didn't have the engagement you wanted or you you know, you advertise a program or service you had and you heard crickets, you didn't get it. There are going to be those ups and downs, but the way society is now, we see a lot of the ups for other people glorified. So having that support circle behind the scenes is so, so important. So that's why I'm always important, uh, uh, always encouraging like groups, um, meetups, masterminds. I talk all the time, all the time about people trying to get into entrepreneurship or actually finally launch something. The importance of getting in a mastermind group, it really, really can help help you launch and just kind of stay the course when you have those little like, I don't know how I feel about this. Just knowing there's people around you who are going through the same thing or who can encourage you when you have that kind of down moment. So accountability then is one of the key ingredients for early, um, early success or being able to stick with something. When you think about um, personal branding and business, because I know a lot of the listeners of Package Your Genius are looking at their personal brands and how they can get more visibility and exposure. They are, you know, creating income streams. They're trying to get out there and earn more money. And they may set a goal to create an additional revenue revenue stream this year. How would you advise them to go about goal setting when it comes to money, right? Because like you gave some really amazing tips for weight loss. Um, right. I'm going to use, by the way. <laughs> but how do we goal set when it comes to money? How like you mm-hmm. I think it's good to dream big, as you said, but how big is too big? Like what how manageable does it need to be? Do we need to break? the big numbers down into the monthly amount, like you described with the weight loss, like how do you attack that? Um, I do the same similar thing. So as far as what you would like to bring in for your business. Right. So if you say, I want to lose 100 pounds and you say, okay, well, every month I'm losing eight to 10. But if if you say, I want to make 100K from my side hustle, would you you break it down the same way? I would, I would break it down. Um, And I do the same thing. So what I want to make, Annually, I put up, I have a big post-it, like the large, large post-it notes up on my mirror. So I'm reminded every day that this is what, remember what I'm working for monetarily as a goal. Um, But I also look, break that down. So for me, I don't work over the summer. So that means I'm only working nine months a year. So that's broken down into how much I want, I need to make every month. Um, You also need to look at your streams. So let's say you're launching your business. Um. If you want to make, uh, let's say, 120K per year um, from your side hustle, that's going to be about 10K a month. Looking at 
the different streams that you have. So it, are affiliates a certain percentage or your flagship programs? How many programs do you have? How many units will you have to do of each one to help you with those months? So really breaking it down so you know where to kind of push some of your intensity at. So let's say you have something like a affiliate links or residual income that kind of comes in on autopilot. You might need to put more of your energy in some of the other things like your programs or services where your numbers aren't monetarily where you would want them to be or maybe put more advertising dollars in that but really making that visual out so you can see um, monthly and quarterly like okay this quarter this is my big program that I'm doing or thing that I'm doing or contracts that I'm have so that you kind of know where you're at um, and also so you know how to deal with any unexpected things that may come up that maybe didn't go as well as you would want that totally makes sense and just in terms of staying the course, right? And you, uh -huh. know, you are our early accountability expert. So as we get started, right? As we get started with earning our six figures from the side hustle or losing our weight, just give us, you know, your best pointers for making sure we don't fall off the wagon and we stick, you know, it's February right now, <laughs> right? May, June, some of these goals that we've set, where will we be? And, and what can people do to really set themselves up in addition to having a coach like you or having a support circle? What can they do to just kind of get themselves in the right headspace to to make their goals stick i can't enough speak to really seeking out people who are already experts in that area where you're a little bit unclear with and so um although i'm a personal trainer i still have a personal trainer mm -hmm. um when I really tried to level up myself monetarily, I truly started working with a financial advisor and things grew. Um, and the whole early accountability thing, I think we can't go without mentioning, Amanda Miller, Little John and Package Your Genius Academy are the great, great ones behind that. And I talk about that even on my podcast a lot. That all of the way that it was all able to come together, um, me being a school psychologist or the behavior change and the weight loss and what have you are working with groups and organizations. The coaching is what was able to help me bring that together. And the mastermind group, the package your genius group is what really actually made me execute. Like it, it wasn't a thought anymore. It actually became, let me do this. So having somebody a person, a coach who who has an expertise in that really helped me take things to the next level. And I always speak to people of that. I really, truly believe in working with one because that is how I was able to truly see things go to the next level for myself. So if you've started and you feel like you've hit a rut, find someone who has an expertise in that rut that you're in. And uh, it actually will save you a lot of time and money in the end because the time you spend trying to like find things on YouTube and search through this and ask this person, you can go to somebody who's already learned that, already knows it, has the formula for it, and let them help you implement it in a fraction of the time or cost that it would take in doing it on your own. So I think that's one of the biggest resources I can say with really trying to get started is if you can find a coach or an expert to help you. What do you think about... Um the, the, um, I guess habit styles. I, I know Gretchen Rubin has that book. I can't remember what it's called. Um, 
but she talks about the four different, you know, like being yeah, yeah, an yeah. obliger or being a, you know, someone who just likes to be alone. Do you, do you buy into that? Do you agree with her? her I, I listen to it. I think there's some, some, there's different types. Absolutely. And I know I've kind of made up some of my own that I think are different people's type of oh, like different types of achievement styles, but also they can be an achievement style, but they can also be a procrastination style. Mm. For example, you could be what I say is the planner. So mm. you're going to plan to death mm-hmm. in the beginning stages, which is good. You want to be organized, but you don't execute. So mm-hmm. you over plan um, and use that as a way to block you from moving forward. So it's like um, procrastination kind of. Yeah, that becomes your your procrastination style Mm -hmm. so where you have a a a good asset it 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 can also hinder you too if you don't kind of keep a check and balance in place Mm -hmm. another one could be like i say is the loner Mm -hmm. so you really dislike to do everything kind of alone which is good because you can kind of come in hone in and find what you need to do for you but that person can also uh, not excel and go to the next level because there might be things they need to get from other people that they won't do because of a fear of like networking or getting out there. You hear people say that all the time. How do I get out on social media or do these things when I'm an introvert? You know, so mm-hmm. the introvert part can may help you, but can also maybe hinder you too. So putting those checks and balances in place. And there's also an opposite one I always call the social butterfly, like you're overly social. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you never get you, your work done. Right. You never get your work done. So it can help you because you're you're networking, you're meeting different people. People can help you get you in contact with resources that can help you with that goal or help you get that website launch, help you with your branding. But like you don't sit down and actually do those things you need to do, maybe in isolation. So, yes. (laughs) That is interesting. So when you coach people, do you assess their achievement style and then help them? organize and and create an environment that is sets them up for success yes because I feel like knowing what stops you or what hinders you is what also can help you excel so knowing that that's something that you struggle with when those things start to come up or notice like I said like if a coach or somebody those can be combated or we Mm -hmm. can have things in place to help you move through that so I think it's important knowing that I do touch on that with coaching with people and I'm working on making kind of like an inventory where people can kind of take a little questionnaire and it'll tell them kind of what is their like achievement style or what's their procrastination style and some techniques that they could utilize to help them um, benefit from what they're really good at, but also kind of what they can do to combat the way that they procrastinate or push back or, re, you know, kind of retreat from doing things. I mean, as you were just talking, I'm thinking, okay, you're already doing psychological evaluations yeah, I you do. Know, in schools and professionally. <laughs> so this is just the obvious next step. And there are some cool assessments on the market, but I think, you know, there's absolutely room and I would love to see something like a fascinate assessment or a finder <laughs> assessment from you, Kimmy. So yes, ma'am. Coach Amanda. Yes, ma'am. We'll be on it. Right. So um, one last thing you mentioned mindfulness as um, an important piece to all of this, to early accountability. How does mindfulness and creating a mindfulness practice factor in to 
the work you're doing to help people make sure their goals stick? It's huge. Um, so we have to t- take time to just relax and, and kind of be aware, not where we're like planning, not where we're thinking too hard about what's like we say, we're always in the present. Perhaps some time where we're present in the moment. So we're not worrying about what's going on in the future. We're not dwelling on what happened in the past. We're just being right here in this moment. Um, and there are so many benefits. There are so many studies on the benefits of just mindfulness and meditation or, or stilling our mind. Um, and I do that for at least 10 minutes a day. Uh, and I tell people of the benefit of doing that, even if you're just in your car, where you just kind of listen. Um, And that's just kind of seeing what's around you. You may come and just take some time and and realize that something isn't the direction you really want to go into. But if you're just kind of going and going and going every day, not taking some time back to just kind of reflect, we can waste a lot of time doing that, too, because you're going down a path that you don't even want to go on or you're going down a path that's not even alignment with the goals or what you want to do for yourself or what you said you wanted to start for yourself. So mindfulness is definitely something I preach to everyone. And I think it's something we should try to practice a little bit of every day, even if it's only for five or 10 minutes. And I mean, that makes sense, though, because if you think about your goals, if you are being sure to be mindful every day and you're taking time to reflect back on them and remember what you said you wanted to do and plant those subconscious seeds for yourself, it must be easier to, to stay on track. I know for me, um, the mindfulness practice that I didn't even realize was a mindfulness practice, uh, journaling was, um, something I'd done for years and then got off of a schedule you know, I had these journals that I really liked and they were discontinued. And so then that became an excuse for why I wasn't right. journaling. I fell off my wagon. But I realized just what you said, you know, by taking time to journal every day, that was giving me an opportunity to reflect on where I was, you know, what progress I was making, where I was feeling energized, which I talk about a lot, you know, in the academy and you know, following your internal compass to see what you yes, even yes, doing. Yes. And the journaling was my chance to really take stock of my days and see, well, where am I? Am I happy? Am I enjoying this? Is this what I want to do? You know, right. it helped me see patterns. So if I'm reading back over old entries, I can see, oh, okay. I always get <laughs> frustrated when this happens. Yeah. You know, I always seem to forget that when this particular person is involved, I always, you know, am upset. And so I made made a commitment to bring that back because I, as I didn't really, really realize that is my mindfulness practice. So I totally get that. And I know um, there's a lot of mindfulness really, I don't know whether you recognize it or not, really already incorporated and package your genius because you talk to us a lot, not just about what things that people praise you for, what are you really good at, but there's a big part in there where you say, well, what are you energized about? When you, what work, when you're doing what kind of work, are you on fire? Could you just be going and you weren't worried about eating and this? That's big. And I know that was something I had never really 
thought about reflectively, like when, when, when I'm working, am I just the most energized? And, you know, that's a, another, like you said, a mindfulness, another reflective practice that you take your gift with writing and helping people to help them become more mindful around their personal brand. So I think that is, is important to note too. Thank you, Kimmy. So tell people how they can get involved with what you're doing, take advantage of your resources, your coaching, your tools, your assessments. Yes. So I'm on the web at KimmyWalker.com, spelled K-I-M-I Walker. Um, For all things early accountability, I have a podcast. And uh, yes, that I set out to launch in a in package your genius academy <laughs> put a pull of pub out that was one of my projects from package your genius academy and i was yeah. in the fall and how many episodes are you on now fall 2017 package your genius cohort i launched at the end in january of 2018 i'm at a year and this 54th episode came out so i did exactly what we set out for me to do in the academy yes and it's been very good and it's been good for me to have a a outlet a platform and be very consistent with my quote-unquote genius so no quotes quotes needed (laughs) okay okay (laughs) but yes uh, earlyaccountability.com everything with the podcast like I said, we're on the 54th episode and I have a lot of guests on the show who come and share their personal or professional expertise on how to get started with any goal that you may have for yourself, whether that's um, socially, emotionally, professionally, within your career, like we said, within your brand. Um, we've had a lot of people and some people who have just come to share personal te- testimonies, how they overcame things such as rape or abuse and how they move past professionally. I mean, personally in their life past trauma. So it's anything you could think of has been on the show because early accountability, like we said, getting started in the early stages of doing better for yourself or doing what you know you should or want to do for yourself, that can be applied to, to any and every sector. Well, we are so proud of your progress and just the amazing work you're doing to empower people all over the country and all over the world. So Yay. kudos to you for, you know, grabbing the bull by the horns and committing yes. and being accountable to yourself. And thank you podcast happen and helping people because I know you're touching so many lives. So thank you. I'm so honored to have been a part of your journey. I really am. Yes, thank you. Oh, and I forgot I have the launch checklist for your audience. So it's a 30-day launch checklist that helps primarily people trying to do something with their business or brand do get get started. So whether it's wanting to launch the podcast, wanting to get that website out, wanting to get an e-course started, just 30 days, um, some checks and balances that you can have in place, what you need to do week one, week two, week three, week four. Oh, that's um, perfect. Yes, yes, broken, broken down and some resources to help you find or get started with a, a lot of those things that I just mentioned. Well, I will be sure to include that in the show notes so people can get that very valuable resource because I think the Packager Genius listener is definitely someone who is trying to launch something new and to have a tool that can help you map that out. That's powerful. So yes. thank you, Kimmy, for your generous gift to us. Yes, I had to. <laughs> I can't believe it's crazy to me. I cannot believe I'm on this podcast. I've listened to every before I even 
started working with you, Amanda. I listened to every single one of your podcasts and I never thought I would be on this podcast because I love it. I've listened to everything. So it's exciting. I'm just grateful. Just thank you. You are so welcome. I'm so grateful to have you here and to share your story because you're doing some amazing work too. And I'm so glad to be a part of, of your story and your journey. Just thank you for everything you've done for me. Oh my God, Kimmy. Thank you for showing up for you. I can only do what you allow to be done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's better than anyone else. Like, it's easy to be resistant to support and change. And you have to have an open heart and an open mind to be willing to step into a vision that someone has for you or a path that they illuminate for you. So, you know, the same way you're thanking me, I'm thanking you because there are a lot of people that I do try to help that don't listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a blessing, really, it goes both ways. It's a blessing to, um, to you know, support people and have them actually use the tools that you share and the information and go and do it. You have almost 60 episodes of a podcast. That's powerful. You did that. And I might've ignited you, but you did that. You, I wasn't up. What did they say? I wasn't shooting in the gym. <laughs> you record. You <laughs> right. You be so proud. So in the same way that you're supporting others with their accountability, I'm so proud of you for being accountable to yourself and being accountable to your genius and your dreams because you're out here helping people every day with every episode, with every coaching client that you do. So you should be so proud. I'm proud to know you and I'm grateful for you Thank for sharing you. your time and your talents and your treasures with us on the show today. And I will absolutely include your giveaway so people can get that. Thank checklist. you. Sounds amazing. But thank you, Kimmy, for being thank my you guest. For Yay. Thank you. All right, so guys. Well, we'll see you soon. I just love conversations with super smart people like Kimmy. And I hope that you got a lot out of that in terms of what you need to integrate into your routine and into your life to make your biggest goals stick this year. Kimmy's just such a wealth of information and I am so proud of all she has activated since Package Your Genius Academy and all the lives she continues to touch through her work. You can get Kimmy's Level Up and Launch Checklist by texting all caps HELP ME LAUNCH to 44222. Again, text all caps HELP ME LAUNCH to 44222. And hopefully that'll help you as you get started planning some of your biggest projects for the year. We have more Packager Genius reviews coming in about the book, Packager Genius, Five Steps to Build Your Most Powerful Personal Brand. So this one came in through LinkedIn from Sherry and Sherry says, Amanda, I just wanted to stop by and say that I have been seriously struggling with understanding how to add value and enjoy what I'm doing in my organization. I sat down and got into your book and it really helped me understand my strengths that I didn't think were even worth considering. 
From there, I used resources in my organization and found my path and set some SMART goals. I'm excited and finally motivated to work towards something attainable and valuable to my organization and myself. I'm glad you wrote Package Your Genius and I love the way you educated through a relatable story. I'm truly grateful as that struggle was a heavy weight on my shoulder. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Sherry, number one, for getting the book and reading it and putting it into practice. And number two, thank you for sharing how it helped you and the blocks that it helped remove for you. I'm excited to see what you do with the content and how you continue to package your genius in the days, weeks, and months moving forward. So as Sherry mentioned, the book is obviously a five-step program to help you build your most powerful personal brand as the title states. So it's full of tips and tactics and actionable steps for you to take to make that happen. But it also is, um, I guess, the the underlying current or theme is a a coaching philosophy to encourage you and to help you get out of your own way and get moving so that you can seize the day and you know make your biggest dreams happen because we as far as we know only get this one life to to go after our goals so my goal with the book was obviously to break down how you can put yourself out there but to also encourage people and empower them and energize them to even get started in the first place. So if you have not picked up a copy of Package Your Genius, you can get it on Amazon. And the companion workshop, I'm sorry, the companion workbook is also available. Maybe that was a Freudian slip. Maybe there needs to be a companion workshop. Watch out for the companion workshop coming to you later in 2019. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode. That's all I've got for you today. Stay in touch with me on social media. Let me know if you were listening. If you found some of Kimmy's tips helpful, you can shout me out on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm all there. And if you're not already in our Facebook group, we'd love to have you. Just search Package Your Genius and you should see us pop up. All right, guys. See you next time.